This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is the Dumbbells, a personal fitness podcast with me, Erin McGowan. And me, Ryan Stanger. We have discussions and answer questions on all things health and fitness. We are just, we are not doctors. Is this where we say that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we that we're that. not doctors. We're just a couple of uh, nerds. Yeah, we're a couple of you, nerds, a couple of dumbbells. A couple of dumbbells just interested in fitness. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> there's a little piece in there that this is solely based on our own working experience and a little bit of bro science. Bro science, yes. Bro science, yes. Uh, yes. Just giving our giving context for people. Um, we love ourselves some fitness and want to help you with yours. And the help can start right. Right now. That's right. it. Now that's it. And I got it perfect. And you got it perfect, Aaron. It's part of your charm. <laughs> it's uh, part of my charm is to be lo- perfect. Yeah. People love it when um, you, you hop in for a surprise co-host. I spring it on you last second. Show up late it. to the record and don't help you with the intro. When you ask, you're like, hey, what's what is it? Just tell me really quick. And I'm like, yeah, just let's just go. I was late. Let's just go. Um, but it, it adds for a fun kind of off kilter zany energy. Yeah. And I, that is what actually comes natural, naturally to me off kilter zany. That's right. I think what they called me in high school is actually that, um, you off know, kilter zany. Yeah. It's how I, it's how I have survived this far. So that's cheers. cool. That's cool. It's better than the plagiarizer, which was my nickname in high school. <laughs> I got accused of plagiarizing in high school and I, what a, I, I what, couldn't like, prove that I didn't do it. I, I, I didn't do it. And the teacher said, I'm going to figure out how you plagiarize this. And she never did. And then I just ended oh. up having to write. I had to write another paper on just another book. So your I was teacher, like, I, I'm, I lost in this. <laughs> how is you this? You had the, to write two papers. Yeah. And you wrote one paper good enough that she thought it was yeah. plagiarism. Right. But so doesn't I've, everyone plagiarize a little bit in high school? Because it's just like trying to figure out how to rewrite the same sentence over and over. I guess. Yeah, kind of. She just thought that I was just presenting too many ideas that couldn't be my own. And wow. uh, and then it was like it got real because I was just like, I didn't. You, I mean, the burden of proof is on you. You making this accusation. <laughs> and so she said, I'll prove it. And then finally, like the principal or maybe the assistant principal, which one of those was in charge of more disciplinary things. Assistant. Yeah. Yeah. Assistant principal. They had to step in to kind of mediate. And the compromise was that I write a new paper. (laughs) That's not a compromise. That teacher screwed you over. For real. Yeah. And I I wrote this paper on Cry the Beloved Country. Um, Did you dumb it down a little for your teacher so you wouldn't get in trouble again? I, I did. I just made it a little more straight ahead. Um, that teacher though, I did call coach and she did say, please don't call me that. And then I would still call her. There coach. it is. <laughs> there it is. Everyone. There it is. She didn't even call her coach if she wasn't your coach. She yeah, was. I don't know. I just thought it was funny to call all my teachers coach. And then I just forgot. I wasn't trying to like be a pill about it, but I, you know, well, what are you going to do? Wow. I, I'm glad I got to read the second book. I mean, it forced me to read another book. You have, you ever have any, um, Dust-ups in high school with teachers? Any Oh, kerfuffles? yeah. I had my biology teacher would just have me go to the other room and I got to bring a friend because <laughs> I was so 
I was so fun, but disruptive. And oh, that's so cool. I, I, I would say that about you. That's great. <laughs> so he, so he, my biology teacher and then my math teacher would sit me with like really quiet people on purpose oh, so wow. that I could like, so I had to like work hard to get them to, you know, join me in my disruption. But I was always nice and, and I guess just like nerdy enough that I didn't get in real trouble. Which I probably, it would have taken one time of real trouble and I would have never been bad again. <laughs> yeah. But I guess they can kind of sense if there's malice behind it. Whereas if you're just this kind of outgoing, silly. Goof. Yeah. And just the, it's positive, you know, the, the aim behind it is positivity, positivity. You're not trying to be uh purposely disruptive. I was a little disruptive. My big, my biggest kind of like prank type thing. This episode is about, um, <laughs> bef- if you're still listening, <laughs> yeah, before we get too far into the weeds, we're talking about, so I'll, I'll I'm going to, I'm going to put a pin in that story. This is what we call a tease, Aaron. Whoa, cool. Um, Sexy. Uh, this episode, we're talking about measuring, measuring in the sense of, you, you know, your, whether it be your body fat, whether it be your weight, whether it be your inches using calipers, um, it, you know, measurement in inches and all like the areas because uh, Aaron and I were talking and we were coming out of this pandemic. Thank God, Lord God, thank God. <laughs> yes. Somebody went to Easter service. There we go. <laughs> yes, God. Uh, we're coming out of this thing on the right side of it. Hopefully, hopefully continue to improve as we listen to this. I know people are getting a little reckless again now, so hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll make it through that. But um, we're coming out of this. So people are people. I have a little bit of a COVID layer. There's a little bit of a COVID layer of weight. Um, a lot's been made of it. Do we check in now? Do we see, do we assess the damage? Do we start fresh? I think there's pros and cons to both. You agree, Aaron? I definitely agree. There's, yes. Yeah, definitely agree. Um, and so we'll, we're going to, we're going to lay it out there and maybe, um, talk about stuff we've done in the past. Aaron has a, has a history with it. Um, she talked about it on Preve Eps. Uh, I have a, <laughs> I have a history with it. I, I don't know if I've talked about it on Preve Eps. Maybe can't remember. Um, anyway. <laughs> you guys have been doing this for like four years. You've talked about it, right? Come uh, probably. On. I'm just, probably. I'm just trying to think of personally. I may have like expounded on other people's, whether they should. Oh, that's or true. That's true. <laughs> but so we're going to get, get yeah, into it today. Yeah, we're we're, we're going to get, get into, into it. it. We're going to solve it all. We're going to answer some listener questions too. So the biggest prank that I ever pulled, <laughs> not really a prank. It's just something that I was, I thought it was funny. I, we had this real wild teacher, strange woman, strange, <laughs> strange woman. First name was Midge, Midge. Ooh, fun. Okay. M-I-D-G-E. Yeah. Like a baby uh, Midge. Can you imagine calling a baby Midge? No. So like weird. formal for a baby. Yeah. Little Midge. Um, and she, we, she had like these inane assignments you'd have to do. I think we had to do a book report a week and it was impossible. No, but you couldn't keep up with it. Wow, I, I, yeah. I just started making books up um, <laughs> and the whole thing, you had to say the publisher and the year and I'd make this book up and then she'd ask me about it and be like, oh yeah, I think I've read that. I read that. Yeah. And it was just, <laughs> there wasn't ever a question she could ask. I didn't know because I was literally making You're the book up. up. <laughs> yeah. 
But it's the beginning of your improv career. Yeah, I guess so. But yeah. back back in the olden times, we used to have these TVs in the classrooms. Um, they were mounted in the corner of the classroom on a rack. Mm-hmm. TV, VCR for different media components of the class. Sometimes they just throw on Charlotte's Web or something. <laughs> you watch that shit. Um, and we had one in our class in that class. And the first day of school, she was my first period, first day of school, like sophomore year or something. I got in that class and the remote control was Velcroed onto the side of the TV. And I just took it and put it in my bag. (laughs) Oh, I love this. And then every day there about, I would, when we go into that class, I would turn the TV on secretly and she'd be, Oh my God, what's happening. (laughs) And then would walk up And right before she got to turn the button off, I would turn it off. And she'd be like, oh, look at this thing's off again now. And just thought that the TV was being crazy. And everybody in class (laughs) saw that I had the remote and would see me do it. And we would just, I mean, we'd be crying from laughing so hard. And then she would do like, what do you want me to do? A little dance up here? What's going on? You know, because she just was, I think she liked the attention of people laughing. and, And then she would, you know, roll her eyes at the TV and then it would get, it, it, an unreasonable response from us because it was my prank, <laughs> but she right. thought she was just murdering, you know, <laughs> which I guess is good. You know, <laughs> I like to think somewhere she tells the story of like how she used to like yeah. kill in this one class. I've never been funnier. I've uh, never yeah. been funny. You know, you remember those times you were the funniest you've oh, ever yeah. been. Yeah. And this woman, Midge, this was hers. This was hers. How funny. God, that's a good prank. It was fun. I had this, um, I heard this story from Albert Brooks, uh, great film writer, director, actor, Albert Brooks. And I think Rob Reiner maybe told the story and he, it was, uh, they were at a party together and Albert Brooks said this amazing line and just had everybody roaring with laughter and it was 20 minutes into the party or something. And he said, well, I got to go and just left. And then, about an hour later, there was a phone call and they said, Rob, it's for you. And and then Rob got it. And it was Albert Brooks. And he said, Hey, I, I need help getting home. I, <laughs> and he's like, well, why did you leave the party? He's like, I can't, I had to leave on that joke. I'll never be funnier than that at this party. <laughs> Can you, so he just left. He just left. He's like, I need the keys to the car or something like that. He needed. <laughs> yeah. You got to know when it's time to fold them. You got to yeah. walk away or run out of a party, I guess. Yeah. You got any good pranks you ever pulled? I'm not much of a prank oh, guy. This I, was a little out of character for me. I mean, I, I was a class clown or a class comedian, but I wasn't really like for doing a lot of crazy pranks. I think I've talked about my pranks because I have like, I had like a time where I just like did a bunch, but my favorite one was you I like turned George my Clooney on set of oceans. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's what all I he am, does yeah. is talk about his pranks. all the time. <laughs> No, one time I turned my friend's car into a bird feeder. I just covered the top in peanut butter and bird seed. Ooh, peanut butter. <laughs> and then he came, he, he like, you know, woke up in the morning and there was just like, like 50 birds just around his car. Jesus. And I just think that's the funniest visual I will never have seen. Is you just didn't see like, it? No, it was like before the days of Facebook. Like it was like, I think we had, we had cell phones, but they did not take good pictures, you know? Wow. Um, 
But then he, in return, put my car up for sale. And so that wins. You know, Whoa. like I got a million phone calls about my car because it was like he put it up for sale for like a good price. So like, I had to change my voicemail to say like, if this is about the Honda Civic, no, it is, you know, it's not for sale. So. Wow. It would have been cool if it somehow created a bidding war and you ended up having <laughs> ended to sell. I ended up selling. Yeah. Oh, that's... Got a price you couldn't refuse. No. Yeah. That's. I ended up rear-ending someone totaling my car. So that was, you know, perfect. Your mistake? My mistake. Oh, 100% my mistake. On the way to Princess Diaries in the movie theater and just stopped paying attention. Wasn't even looking at my phone, which is like what it's how sad it is. But what you were just dreaming about what the movie would be? I was doing the math on how if I had time to go go to Burgerville. <laughs> And then go to the movie. I I was like, yeah, it was like a ever a made up name. (laughs) I know. I I got a job at Burgerville. It's like they couldn't get McDonald's for the movie. Burgerville. Oh, okay. It's really actually like, it sounds good. Burgers are like, you know how Chick-fil-A chicken feels like you're not eating like something like super bad for you as opposed to like McDonald's chicken. Although it's all bad. I mean, all I know is, all I know of Chick-fil-A is the politics they have that I agree with. Um, oh, uh-oh. Okay, flag. <laughs> flag on the flag. Um, uh, no, they, yeah, it, no, I know I know what you mean. There is, it, it does. It felt like a more, re, like a. Real. Like a real quality-ish. It shreds. Yeah. The chicken shreds a little bit. You're like, oh, this yeah. is like a chicken breast I actually barbecued and made for myself. I know they're fried. Fuck it, save the tweets. <laughs> I just meant it's like some tweets. No, tweeted us. It's tweeted me. I'm lonely over there. You Um, want a bunch of fucking Chick Fil A fries or chickens, or you can get a grilled (laughs) one, or you can get a fried one. They don't sing or so that they barbecue them. But it was like that, and it had they had like really good milkshakes at Burgerville that were like like blackberries were in season. They'd have blackberry milkshakes. Anyways, I was doing the math. I heard they have milkshakes, milkshakes that bring all the boys to the yard. All of them. Wow. All, okay. they, all the people, not boy, everyone, everyone's Anybody. coming to the yard. However you things. identify your gum. That's right. Milkshakes. Okay. But, uh, yeah. So then I totaled that car. Anyways, I love pranks. I do love pranks. I, I really don't do them anymore. I guess I do like little pranks. Lil- that probably that people would probably consider like a bit, you know? Yeah. So yeah, me too. Lil pranks. Yeah. I mean, we're all stuck inside. Actually, this would have been the perfect year for pranks because everyone's home. Lil pranky. Yeah. Yeah. Should have oh, well, It's that. over. <laughs> I rear ended somebody uh, and it crap. I told, I had a Prius at the time, told them my Prius. They crashed into the car in front of them. It was one of those deals. Oh no. Mm. And, uh, I was I was at I was like fucking around like looking at my phone fiddling with my phone and like my fucking airbag went off. I mean it was awful. Yeah, same same with and mine. The second it all happened, my immediate thought was not if the people in front of me are okay or anything. It was how can what can I say that makes this seem like it was somebody else's fault? <laughs> <laughs> I was like I was like how oh, old like, are you? my age and like, you know, it was like five years ago. Yeah. I mean, it was, (laughs) I was a grown man. (laughs) I had insurance. I should have just been worried about people. And I, it was just because I was embarrassed that I was fucking not paying attention. And so, and like my, like my, I had the wind knocked out of me. My rib was all sore. And I was like, "Eh, how can I make this somebody else's fault? And then like for (laughs) a month, like whenever I would breathe, it would hurt my rib. And it was just a reminder of how fucking stupid I am. 
Mm. It was so embarrassing. Uh, do you, are you, um, everybody was okay. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, All their cars were okay. My car just fucking crinkled up like a fucking tin can, mm, like a mm-hmm. fucking aluminum can. Tin can. I feel like Priuses sturdy. would, right? Yeah. I mean, the bag went on. I mean, I was ultimately okay, but yeah. it was pretty crinkly. I guess there's crinkle and crumple zones and airbags and wind bags <laughs> and old bags and. <laughs> Crinkling crumple zone? Yeah, I got all that yeah, fucking that's a shit. Good. You know what I mean? They got a crinkle zone. They got a crumple zone. They got a fucking crunk zone. They got a fucking <laughs> dimple no, zone. No, they no, They got no. dapples of light. Dapples of light. Uh, dimple zone. <laughs> I think, Sanger, you blacked out. You blacked out. Come back. Um, uh, the people in the car, I rear-ended. I rear-ended them going 35 miles an hour. Ooh, I did. That's... They were stopped at a stop at a red light. The only thing I can think of is that light was always green. It was like one of those lights that's yeah. like always green. And then every once in a while it's red. And so I just like, I ran into them going so fast and they were all, there were three people in the back seat. All three were taken to the hospital. Oh, they no. were all fine, but they had to like make sure they didn't have like anything wrong with their necks or anything. And I was 19. So I was oh. like, I'm still to this day. I like I break before anyone should. I probably yeah. very annoying to drive behind. Um, But and like Jason gets the worst of it because when he drives, I do the fake break. Oh, yeah. And I cannot stop. Like, I try so hard not to do it, and I do it, and I'm like, oh, I'm my mother. This is my mother. (sighs) But you know what? It really, it got me at the right age that I was like, good God, I never want to have that happen again. Made you cautious. Yeah. Well, I mean, (laughs) I'm glad you're okay. I'm glad the people are okay. Thank you, Um, yes. Same. I wish I could say I learned my lesson, but nobody's texting more than me on the phone. I got my <laughs> face buried in the phone, driving full speed. Full speed uh, ahead, baby. Yeah, no, no rules. It's a, a good eye opener for me. Uh, and thankfully nobody was hurt. But uh, so eye opening, if we can segue. Yeah, please. I'd love, I'd love to watch the segue. Uh, pulling the veil back, mm-hmm. um, taking a look, assessing. So we are, uh, like I, I talked about earlier and giving the little uh, premise of this episode, we're coming out of this pandemic. People are, and the weather's changing. So you're, you know, your people are going out more and they're wearing more revealing clothes. Revealing <laughs> sounds. What is going on? I don't know. People are dressing. Why? People How are wearing thongs. Are you? I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. <laughs> people are wearing thongs and halter tops now. It's fucking April. Need, oh need I say gosh. more? Uh, no, but you're wearing. It's summertime, so you're wearing shorts. Yeah. Um, maybe you're going to retire the sweats for a little bit. We've all been wearing sweats. Yeah. Um, and uh, what do you do? What do you do? You're you're reevaluate reevaluating here. I I personally. I don't feel like I've put on a ton of weight because st- I could still wear my clothes, but I can just feel a little maxed out. Like I just feel mm-hmm. if I'm, if I'm in a range, like I stay in a certain kind of weight range, I haven't looked at the scale, but if I stay in a range, I'm at the, I could tell I'm at the high end of the range. You know, if I'm kind of in that 185 to 200 <laughs> range, I'm going. Oh, I'm, that's your window is 15 pounds. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Cause I try, I try not to worry about it too much. And so if I, 
if I'm just maybe eating more and lifting a little heavier, I might kind of tick up a little higher. Or if I just haven't been as hungry or I'm trying to scale back how much meat I'm eating or protein, then I tend to kind of drop down a little bit. Or if I'm yeah. more inspired by doing different kinds of training, I'll get a little light. But um, I just feel like I'm, and I and I maybe would prefer to be on the, the, the lower end of it just because I think for me, it's healthier overall to kind of maintain uh, a lesser weight feels better on my joints and you know, the, you know, your IGF one growth factor, you want to keep all that stuff under control. <laughs> Everybody knows that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you got to. Wow. Yes. Um, and so, uh, so I'm just kind of scared to see <laughs> how much I've ticked up there. And mm. then, uh, but at the same time, it can be a little liberating too, to where it's like, okay, this is what it is. I'm not going to attach any value to it. I'm just going to see, and then I'll know if I want to, you know, peel a little bit of that off, which direction I'm going and if stuff is working. So I, I would say I'm probably better than most as far as my, you know, fear of the scale or if it, if it does anything triggering to me, mm -hmm. I don't think it does. I may, I might beat myself up a little bit, but it's not in any kind of way that's, that's debilitating or, like destructive, um, destructive, of? which it really can be for some people. And I've yeah. seen it firsthand. So I don't know. That's kind of where I'm circling. Where are you circling? And where, where do you fit? Where do you insert yourself into this conversation? Yeah, I do. I, I weigh myself every week still. Uh, still. I have the whole pandemic. Um, but similarly, I have like a four pound window that I am okay with. Yeah. <laughs> But um, I have had to adjust that four pound window up like two pounds. So okay. I like I feel like so I'm five nine. I feel good at one forty eight to one fifty two. OK, but right now I'm one fifty three. <laughs> and so I'm like, which I am not a person that that is destructive when I see a number on a scale, but it does it has put me in a bad mood <laughs> yeah, and definitely makes me like a little more, um, really just more grumpy. I just get like mad and then I feel like I need to make a plan, like a new plan <laughs> mm -hmm. and start figuring out how to, how to get myself right, which all this seems like so small, like the, it's like not that big of a deal, but in my, because of my past, Right. When I see the numbers going up, it just is like warning, warning, <laughs> warning. Um, we all, we all can contain multitudes, you know, at yeah. the, you know, you can be, you can worry about a pound while you're still worried about the world or focused yeah. on your career or all that kind of shit, you know, and it's, it may not, it may not fucking, you know, be in your front and center in your mind every single day, all the time, always, but it can't fuck with you where you're like, man, I really put a lot of time and effort into getting down to this weight where I feel healthy and happy. And then now I'm seeing it kind of tick back up. Is this, am I sliding, you know? Yeah. Is this yeah. A, like, am I, do I have like a handle on it? I think is kind of like, yeah. cause uh, to be able to maintain any sort of healthy lifestyle over the last year is like a true victory. <laughs> Truly. But it is also still like, um, in the, like, I also am like trying, like I'm a trainer now. So there's also this thing of like, 
watch yourself. Like, don't go, don't go crazy. <laughs> like, you gotta look a certain way. And that watch yourself. That, don't go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the song that plays in my head before I fall asleep. Watch yourself. Don't go crazy. <laughs> What's the watch yourself song? Um. Oh, mystical. The, show mystical. me what you're working with. Yeah, mystical. Watch yourself. Yeah. Mystical. But then I, I just remember a mo- about a boy where Hugh Grant would call him Mr. Cal. Oh, I got you the name Mr. Cal CD. Like <laughs> Oopsie days. <laughs> anyway, um, going so, on, moving on. So, so I, I think, especially after not, if like, if you're a person that hasn't stepped on the scale because of COVID or be, no, no. If you're afraid, like that feeling of like, I'm afraid to see the damage for me, I think unless you have a, unless it is destructive in your past, step on the scale and find out what you got. Like that's gonna kind of like, it's like when you have like finally answer the debt collector and you're like, all right, talk to me, tell me, tell me what to do. Um, so it's just like that, that like, Knowledge is power. Am I gaining fat or am I gaining muscle? Is it a simple solution of like, <laughs> oh, that's what it was. I gained muscle during this pandemic. <laughs> that's what it was. That's yeah. what it was. I did it. That Put is on. what it was. Listen, you know what? Some of my clients got some added muscle on them. Yeah, no question. No question. <laughs> no, but I, yeah, no, I, it's, uh, just to maintain is, um, is like I said, a victory. So, um, I do, I have a scale and I don't step on it. <laughs> so I only, I only weigh myself once a week. Cause I do think if I weighed myself every day, I would be, I don't know, maybe I'd be more informed, but Fuck! I think it's <laughs> yay. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> what a roller coaster. Yeah. This is a bad You're doing it. You're blowing it. You're doing it. <laughs> that is Stinger's mom in the background. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what I grew up with. All right. Oh, yeah. No, so Janet that's... was incredibly supportive. Janet Stanger. Anything I wanted to do, I could do in her eyes and still can. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. Janet. I love the name Janet for a mom. Great, great name for a mom. My wife's mom's name is also Janet. Confusing Le- ever? No, she legally changed it after meeting my mom. <laughs> She's like, let's okay, just, I get it. Okay, let's yes, keep yes, things yes, simple. Yes. Let's keep things simple. No, it really, it really is Janet and not oh. confusing. <laughs> it really is Janet. And she really did change it after we <laughs> got married. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I'm changing my name too. I'm like, I don't think that's how that works, but okay. <laughs> we support you. Uh, I, I like that, Aaron. I, I think I'm, I'm with you too. Just rip the bandaid off, see where you're at. I mean, I think that you can get into this danger of, uh, I'll do this when I'm ready. So it's, there's people will do wacky stuff and you might uh-huh. see this with your clients where it's like, I need to, I want to start training with you, but I want to start working out for a year before I do that. And then I'll be ready to start a workout right. program, you know? And then it's just this way to kind of put shit off, you know, or it's like, I need to go to the dentist, but I'm going to brush my teeth for a month really good. And then I'll go. And then it's like yeah. that one month turns into two months turns into three months. So I think it's always good just to be like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just see where you're at. It's temporary. It's a, um, it's a road stop. That's part of your destination. Right. 
Um, you know, you can use the bathroom, you can stretch your legs. There's a vending machine. There's this one has a Carl's Jr., but there's no in and out. Oh, um, so but, you know, you know kind of sucks, a, but it's a it's a miss. Yeah. But there is an Arco with a lot of food. And so you're going to go check out that Arco. Tons of food in there. Decide <laughs> on nothing. And then you just push further. Anderson pea soup is, the, you know, you see a sign for that. That's not worth making the stop. You Anderson gotta, pea soup. What are you talking about? That rest. You ever see that restaurant uh, on the five heading out north? You know, when no. you drive, you know, when you drive from LA to Northern California, like yeah. I do. <laughs> You yeah, don't see the I've same stuff it. that I see all the time on my drive, Aaron. <laughs> I've driven it so many times, but I've never seen this pea soup guy. It's a gal, I think is on the, the billboards, but there's a, yeah, there's usually a couple of them and there's like a big <laughs> billboard. I think it was the only kind of restaurant in town for a while. And so you just have to stop there to eat. <laughs> I never have, but like you would see the signage. God, that's so weird. And they really presented it. I think you can get pictures by the sign and shit. Anyway, it's not that important. But uh, what I'm saying is it's a road stop. Now, uh, what do we, what do we tell the people that, that can't weigh themselves? Um, that, that it, it, it is triggering for them or it does lead to bad behavior. I guess just don't weigh yourself. Yeah, well, do uh, here, weigh yourself. Just, just do it. Um, no, I think if you have the chance or the opportunity, you can get a scale that does give other metrics like mm. body fat, um, bone density, like mm. bone weight mm. of bones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this you mm-hmm. sound like Yoda. Mm. Sound <laughs> right? like so, Yoda? I do. <laughs> oh God, I do hate. The way Yoda talks, it gives you the it. creeps. Um, I do another podcast where they, my co-hosts and I, participated in it to do a lot of like Yoda as a pedophile type stuff. It does feel like it was. I think that's why it gives me the creeps because it's like, all, like uh, I don't know. He's just kind of says stuff weird, weird. And creepy. The phrasing of it, or the fact that he's trying to like kind of groom Luke. <laughs> Maybe that. that. I think it's a combo. I think it's the combo because the way he phrases stuff, it like you could make it sound creepy if you just changed a little intonation. Yeah. Mm, take advantage of you. I will. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There it is. All right. Well, I have to die. Um. <laughs> there was in in Empire Strikes Back. He does get a little. Oh, we're frozen. Are you there? What's that? Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm you still here. Uh, so I was. I was frozen and you were frozen and I was worried that I was talking at the same time you were maybe. I uh, no, I was listening to everything you were saying about Yoda. I had <laughs> right. not even tried to talk. Okay. There is a scene in empire to where he starts off in that one empire strikes back. The second one of the original releases or whatever, however nerdy you want to get with it. <laughs> I'll, I'll get very nerdy, but, uh, and he is, uh, he like at the beginning of it, he's all kind of like funny and stuff like, Hmm. Go you <laughs> like hitting like R two D two on the sti- on the head with the sti- he doesn't know it's Yoda who he's he wants to go and learn from and he's mm. just like uh, what is this mm. and like poking around and all his shit and like throwing <laughs> flashlights around ah and then uh, and then he fi- <laughs> figures out that he is Yoda and then he gets serious and then he gets scary at a certain point like you Luke says um I'm 
but Master Yoda, I'm not afraid. And then they like do they like zoom in on Yoda's face and his teeth even look different or something. He's like, Ugh. Oh, you will be. <gasps> you will be. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> like, he used to scare the shit out of me when I was a oh kid. I was god. like, fuck, what this guy took a real turn, man. Yeah. Um, god, uh yeah. No, I like the baby Yoda more. I like oh, the yeah, little the baby one because it doesn't Grogu. Talk. Grogu, yes. Um, okay, I'm sorry. A, I love Yoda. I mean, I'm a Yoda guy, and it, I die a little inside every time I have to make fun of him on that other podcast. But um, <laughs> you know, we got to keep the fucking lights on in the studio. You got here. to. You um, got to keep that sauna burning. You know. Yeah, got to keep the sauna burning. <laughs> and uh, I do like the song "Choices" by E40. Do you know that song? Uh. Uh-uh. It's just this call and response song. It's really funny. You should listen to it. And uh, they he'll say stuff, and then like a bunch of people will say, "Yep." And then he'll say something else and a bunch of people say, nope. Oh, wait, I do know this song. <laughs> yeah. Choices. Ever something like, uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Nope. That yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, I know the words really well, but yeah. there, none of them I can say. So um, <laughs> as he's building in it, he eventually gets to Star Wars. Nope. Yoda. <laughs> yep. But like, it's like no on Star Wars, but yes on Yoda. I just, I did think that was funny. Yeah. That's cute. He did that for the nerds. He needs yeah. to keep the lights on too. Yeah, man. He knows. It's like fucking <laughs> Star Wars content does really well. So it does. It does. It still sells. Still slaps. Big Rye here interrupting the episode to talk to you about a very special sponsor for today's show. Magic Spoon, y'all. Magic Spoon is cereal, but it's cereal like you've never had before. I, uh, I've talked to you guys at length about what a wild youth I was. I was a wild man in every way that you could be. A wild boy, feral, hungry, all the time, always hungry. And guess what I was hungry for? Crap. I loved me some junk. I loved junk food. I loved sweets. I loved desserts. I wanted dessert for every damn meal. And uh, I thought that I could really fool my mom pull the wool over her eyes, talk to her about breakfast cereals and say, Hey, they're, they're fortified with vitamins, ma. That's healthy for me. And she knew, she knew that there was jam packed with junk and fillers and sugar and a bunch of crap. That's what I liked. And, uh, she wouldn't let me have it or she would limit my consumption of it. She protected me from myself. I didn't know it at the time. It just pissed me off. And I thought when I grow up, I'll have whatever kind of cereal I want. I'll have the junkiest stuff you could imagine. I'll have it for every meal. I'll have it for a snack. Well, guess what? I guess I agree with my mom now. I became my mom. How the hell did that happen? Well, I'm glad it did because you know what? I care about myself. I love myself. I want myself to be healthy. I want to, uh, I want to keep my weight under control. I want to keep my diet under control. And uh, thank God for Magic Spoon. They're helping me do it because... I'm getting all that nostalgia, all that sweet, crunchy cereal taste that I craved as a kid, and I still do to this day, but I'm getting it in a very special package. I'm getting it with zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Also, it's only 140 calories per serving, and listen closely. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. Come on, y'all. 
It's more than just some diet food that has a zero impact on your nutrition. It's actually got good stuff in there, not a bunch of chemicals, not a bunch of man-made materials. It's got 13 to 14 grams of protein in each serving. It's like having a protein bar or something. You're winning when you're having Magic Spoon. And very exciting news, Magic Spoon is relaunching the blueberry flavor. It's one of your favorite flavors, and now it's back in stock after being sold out. I got to tell you guys, I'm taking full credit for blueberry being sold out. I was talking about blueberry to anybody who would listen, screaming about it. I was walking up to strangers, grabbing them by the shirt collar, pre-COVID, and I would pull them into my face, pre-COVID, mind you, and I would say, you ever tried Magic Spoon Blueberry? And, uh, you know, some of them had. And then we would, you know, have a laugh about it and agree how good it was. And some hadn't. And, uh, you know, if they didn't call the police, they tried Blueberry. They loved it. They bought more. They turned their friends onto it. Thing got sold out. And so now Magic Spoon's got it back in stock. They're relaunching it. You got to try it. Um, or you can also build your own box. You got to build your own box of flavors. Be creative. Make a little custom uh, case for yourself. The available, f- available flavors to build your own box uh, are cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, and cinnamon. So uh, you bind those however you want. Get wild with it. Uh, a lot of people like to do the the cocoa and the peanut butter to uh, to make their own peanut butter cup flavor because guess what you can combine them you can be a little chemist in your kitchen you're dumping one box in part of the bowl the other box in the other bowl some people like a perfect uh, half circle of each flavor on either side of the bowl and some people like to mix them all together swirl them around get kooky uh, also if you're listening in Canada. Good day, mate. Uh, Magic Spoon now ships there as well. So you're welcome. Our friendly neighbors to the north, we're shipping Magic Spoon up your way. You're welcome. You guys, you got to try Magic Spoon. Uh, I'm excited for you to try it. I want to hear how much you love it. Send me notes. Let me know what you're getting into, what you're mixing, and what your style is. I want to hear about it. Go to magicspoon.com slash dumbbells to grab some blueberry or a custom bundle of cereal to try it today. And be sure to use our promo code dumbbells at checkout to save $5 off your order. This offer is now good anywhere in the U.S. or Canada, but only when you use our code at checkout. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com dumbbells and use the code dumbbells to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. I also was going to say for measuring, photos. Yeah. Do you do that with your clients? I, yeah, it's one of the only ways that um, I can measure them because I, I'm still zooming, you know, with people. Right. And so um, if they have a scale, they can weigh themselves if they want to. But I don't ask necessarily about that. But photos, I think, show before you feel it. Because a lot of people are like, well, I'll, I'll just like wear my clothes, which, yes. But I think with photos, you can like actually see the changes before the clothes change, like get looser or something. And you you say just brazenly t- trust 
uh, the security measures of your iCloud, right? Right. I uh, unabashedly just, just trust, put trust, it out there. trust. No, I mean, I would wear clothes like some. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but even like, you don't want your fucking before your B and A's getting out there on the fucking, um, before oh, I'm putting them out there. I'm putting them on out the there. cloud, on the clouds, baby. Fappening. Fappening. I'm airdropping to anyone available. <laughs> McGown showing up on the fappening Reddit. Uh, well, <laughs> The fappening? What does that mean? That was when those guys hacked all those celebrity iClouds and then they oh, put out yeah. like the nude selfies of the nude, people. Yeah. And then that it was called the fappening. The fappening. Uh, and then there's like there is fappening subreddits and stuff with the worst scum of the earth, I'm oh, sure, cool. on there. Yeah. Um, You're but, just uh, on there monitoring it. I'm just doing research. <laughs> right. Same. Yeah. <laughs> just doing research, not participating, not looking at anything. <laughs> Um, but, um, uh, yeah. So pictures, I dig that. That's, uh, my wife is working with an online coach and then pictures. And that's like been a big, cause she'll, she'll feel like nothing is working. And then you can look at the pictures and like, nope, you can fucking see the definition Yeah, right there. Case in yeah. point. And that's why I'm like, your clothes might fit differently in three months, but you will see a difference in a month, you know? Yeah. So it's like, you know without having to do a scale, those are, that's the way to do it. Yeah. If you're hung up on the weight and, uh, yeah, I, I think that's a good call. And if all of this messes with your brain, also just measuring your strength, like watching your strength change or your cardio, like your mile run, finding something to measure will help you keep going instead of just being like, well, I tried that and nothing happened. Like, yeah, something is always happening. So figuring out like, oh, I could only do four pushups with no knees. And, and now I can do 10 with no knees, like all like the normal, like not the normal right. way. What's the way? No the knees way. way. The normal way, it's in four to ten. It's impossible for us to figure out what the math is on that. How much you so, increase? Yeah. We don't know. We don't have the tools to know that or it's to understand that. I can't even. I can't yeah. even do the math. Math can't is do the math for me. But we just know it's more. Mm -hmm. And in this situation, more equals better. Exactly. More better blues. <laughs> um, more blues clues. Right. I think that's wrong. What this, wrong. What kids are saying one hundred percent wrong. That's what the millennials are saying. More blues, please. <laughs> yeah, they're begging for it. More. Begging. They're so fucking hungry for blues, clues. <laughs> um, and the blue chew. Uh, and the blue of, chew sponsors a lot of podcasts. Yep. Um, but I, yeah, I like. Uh, yeah, I, I think there's. If you want to measure to manage, there's a lot of different ways you can measure. And I think if you know that you need to check in in some capacity and you have a lot of triggers around it, I think challenge yourself to find one that's not going to set you off. Mm -hmm. And photos can be a good one. And you don't even have to look at them. You know, you could, you could work with a third party, you know, that's just doing you all that. You could do that it. with the scale too. I have like yeah. some friends who, who will have cricket, like cricket will weigh them, our trainer not our trainer, but me and others trainers trainer. She, uh, well, I'll say she could, I would, I would love her to be my trainer. So I'll, I'll just say like, I'm an honorary yeah. cricket client. Yeah. 
But she'll like have people like step on the scale and they won't look and she'll just make a note. So there's like, there are ways for people that it is a trigger. Do you ever think about uh, Pinocchio with when you're with cricket? <laughs> you remember how he got, he got a lot of good advice from Jiminy. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Maybe that's what yeah, it is no, for you. I hadn't until maybe it's until a sign. Now. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. When you wish upon a star. Um, <laughs> Don't put he, that song in my head. <laughs> it's a good song. It's a fucking banger of a song. Are you kidding me? I think he, I think in the original, my kid and I were reading it or something. I think he fucking kills Jiminy. He kills a cricket in the original. Like the cricket tries to warn him. Like you fucking, you're lying, dude. Stop and lying. And he kills him? And he kills it. Yeah. I mean, I guess the like... It's, the it's originals darker. were dark, yeah. They're always killing and bloody and get people, you know, getting ripped apart, shit. <laughs> Fucking. Well, that's, they try to sell kids on the Bible in Sunday school. And I'm like, the Bible is dark, dark y'all. Yeah, dark, y'all. <laughs> May not be as dark as some of those grim fairy tales that you're always like in the original Cinderella, the glass slipper was a pig bladder or something. You're like, Oh, oh my God. <laughs> what the fuck? All right. <laughs> I gotta like the, <laughs> I gotta like the, uh, fucking editorial change by Disney on that one because yeah, uh, good call. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think, um, we can come back to this measure to manage. Let's let it, let's let some of those thoughts marinate for a little bit. We'll, um, We'll answer a listener question. Yes. Um, okay. This is coming to us from Matthew. Funny spelling in his username, his IG handle. Okay. Is having a non-lifting day where you still work. I work construction, so still a lot of lifting and walking and pushing full wheelbarrows. Uh, enough of a rest day. On my non-working days, I do 30 minutes of fasted Peloton rides in the morning and about an hour of lifting my 50-pound adjustable dumbbells in the afternoon. I'm never too sore, so I feel like the answer is probably it's fine. So his non-lifting days, um, but he's still working. Is that enough of a rest day? Because he does have a manual labor job. Uh, What do you think? He's saying I'm never too sore. So I feel like the answer is probably it's fine. And Matthew, I got to be honest with you, buddy. We want to get you better than it's fine. (laughs) We want to get you. It's great. Or Mm -hmm, it's excellent. mm -hmm. It's fine. What if that's where we're like, dude, it's fine. (laughs) That's it. Just it's fine. It's okay. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh yeah. Also on the working days, I lift for an hour or two. Uh, so it's tough, to, it's tough to, I mean, so is I, I got, I, I'm assuming that he has a one rest day a week to where he, but he it's only works. Yeah. Where he only works. Okay. I, and I think do you my, have anything more than it's fine? <laughs> um, it's fine. <laughs> That's my favorite voice you've done this, this whole time. The buffer, one of the buffer brothers. <laughs> it's time. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. It's time. It's fine. 
<laughs> oh my god. Is am I watching a one man show? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Have you been working on this yeah. for the whole pandemic? And this is <laughs> Yep. Everything down um, to me like butchering <laughs> stories and stuff. Yeah. Um, I think it sounds like what all he has is fifty pound dumbbells, right? Adjustable dumbbells. So up to fifty probably? Up to fifty, yeah, and then some good For variation both. in there, yeah. So I would say maybe if you were like if you are back in a gym at some point and lifting like he- like heavy heavy, maybe it won't be enough of a rest day to still be working. But it seems like right now you're like you're if you're seeing the results you want, you're probably okay. Yeah, if you're in a groove, getting the results you want, or at least maintaining, and that's a goal. Yeah. It's fine. (laughs) I would say that there is. (laughs) Oh my God. There may be some, there may be something to just a total shakeup to where you, uh, if you've been in this groove for a while, you've been doing, I would guess something similar to this for a year almost. Um, Maybe to where you, you add in a true rest day to where it's, you're off work and you're off weights completely. And then, you know, maybe you adjust and you do a little less cardio and more weights, or you do a longer Peloton ride and less weights. I don't know. Try like a total, total shakeup from top to bottom. I mean, at least for like a week or two and see what happens. Sometimes that can be, that can be hard mentally to do. I'm, I'm one of these people that will start to kind of compulsively train and I end up adding in a bunch of stuff that's not necessary or maybe even detrimental just because it's like, no, I've been doing this the whole time. I have to stick with it forever. I'm a prisoner of this workout now. I feel like I'm failing if I don't do all my neurotic stuff Mm -hmm. and I've tagged on, you know, 50 minutes that I don't need of a bunch of ancillary bullshit. And I might get a, you know, a big boost or some big benefit from like, Oh, well actually cutting that workout in half or, changing the way I'm doing cardio or, you know, whatever it is. So I think, yeah, I think maybe if you want, just experimentally, just try, um, try seeing if you can give yourself a true rest day, uh, where maybe the most you do is kind of a walk or something and then, um, and then see what happens. Maybe you'll put a little extra muscle on because I don't know. I mean, you seem like you're, you're loading those muscles up every single day. Almost. It's tough to know when they'll get any time to grow or recover. Um, but that may not be your goal. So, well, it's almost like it feels like he doesn't have that option with but work. With work, but if he if it is an option to take a day and not work out, it is good. But if you he still lifts an hour on his work days, I mean, he's fitting. He's like he works out on his work days. He's got to have at least one day, or maybe he doesn't. You're saying maybe he doesn't have a regular schedule like Friday through. Monday through Friday, he's on and he gets two days off and maybe, you know, he works weekends or <laughs> What's something. This, Matthew, send us your work schedule. We're going to figure this out for you. Yeah, okay? get us in touch with your supervisor. We're we'll going to get can... you from it's fine to it's time. Yeah. <laughs> it's time. <laughs> oh, that's gonna... so funny to me. Oh, let's get ready to rum. Uh, it used to be that Michael used to be the guy. Oh, let's get ready to rumble. But then now it's his brother that gets all the big engagements. It's 
time. <laughs> He's on cameo and shit. Aaron McGown. I hear um, it's your birthday. I hear you're a good trainer. It's time to celebrate your birthday. <laughs> Do you ever watch cameo videos? <laughs> You know what? Jason has had, he has gotten a cameo for like his whole family for their birthdays over the last year. And they are, the ones we've gotten are hilarious. Who have um, you seen? My, our favorite. Well, the weirdest was, um, the guy from Lord of the Rings. Who's the best friend, Samwise Gowngy. Oh, Sean Austin. Yeah. He was kind, it was like kind of sad. Like it was like hard to watch a little bit. Um, and I wish I, he like throws in some of his like lines, like from movies yeah. he's been in. It just felt really rough. Um, Mr. Frodo. Best, <laughs> yeah. Did you do some uh -huh. Rudy stuff? <laughs> no, he didn't. Oh, no. fuck. I love Rudy. I love um, when they start chanting, they chant his name and like the, the big guy that kind of stood up for him earlier does it. And he just, the way he starts chanting is like this, Rudy, Rudy. Rudy, Rudy. And then everybody starts doing it. He like but barely it, cares about it. Rudy, 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 Rudy. It's just like, all right, we got to fucking chant for this guy. Uh, do you remember any of the lines he did? No. No. Nah. No, I don't. Lord of the Rings uh, stuff, I'm probably. I'm sure. I am sure Goonies we still never have say it die. somewhere. It might have been in the Goonies world. Yeah. But it, there was something from Lord of the Rings, too. That, in Goonies, it always stressed me out when he had the speech about uh, the the wishes. These are other people's wishes. Yeah, <laughs> remember that oh, I shit? God, yeah, I forget. Well, Goonies, he's... Goonies never say die. These are other people's wishes. Their dreams. Also, the, out there the, is their time. The creepy <laughs> oh, wait, old like the bad guys. Oh, the Fatellis. When they have the kid in the basement or whatever. Oh yeah, chunk. It's like some scary. I, I like yeah. watched it more recently, and I was like this is horrifying. Yeah. They put his child. fucking ha hand in a blender. Yes. Yeah. Oh gosh. Um, but who's the best one was, um, the lady from curb your enthusiasm. Oh yeah. 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 She was, yeah, she yeah, yeah, was yeah, yeah. so yeah, yeah, funny. Yeah. She was like, what the fuck do you want me to say? That's like, she was like, she was just right. like her character from curb your enthusiasm. And it made me just so happy. That's great. Um, yeah. There it's a we? weird, it's a weird deal. Uh, yeah, I remember seeing, um, like, uh, I saw Eric Ross. I just, I'll just go and watch like their little, their, uh, demo ones or whatever. Oh, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, Eric Roberts was on there and he was talking about Pope of Greenwich village. And I remember when I did Pope of Greenwich village, I wanted him to be a walking spasmodic. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> he just has such a weird voice. I wanted him to be a walking spasmodic. And it was cool because he was talking about the movie, like giving a little backstory into the movie and stuff, mm -hmm. but it was just, he's got a weir weird delivery, but I am a fan of his. You ever see Pope, Pope Greenwich Village? I they took mm -hmm. my thumbs. Um, I have just started watching The Sopranos, so that's where oh, I'm at. Yeah. Do you love it? I think I'm too early to love it, but I'm like, oh, I see that this is going to be a great show. Obviously, we're, I know it's going to be a great show because everyone loves it. We're doing but. a rewatch over here at the Stanger household. Of the Sopranos? Of the Sopranos. Yeah, we're oh, pretty fun. far into it. Nancy, my wife, has never seen it. Never. Yeah. So she's 
totally hooked now. It took a it took a little halfway through first season to really kind of grab her. And yeah. you have to get used to the pacing because it is it is good and it is serialized, but it's um before they were making content to be binged. Mm-hmm. So the episodes That's do true. they did they do button up a little bit and time passes between each episode. Whereas like the binge is just, they're like, they know people are watching four at a time. They're kind of mm-hmm. delivering it that way. Yeah. Uh, how far along are ye? We're just, I think we're on the fourth episode. Oh, rock and roll. Yeah. We're brand new. Um, but what were we talking about? We were talking about Matthew. Oh yeah. Matthew. He's going to send us his uh, work schedule. We'll, we'll get on it. You want another uh, question? I'd love one other question. This is temp soloisps, temp solispis, temp solispis. I think <laughs> is what it is. Uh, okay. Temp solispis asks. I, I'm a little lispy anyway, and that really get, allows me to flex my lisp muscle big time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for doing that. Could you give advice? It makes me accessible. People are like, oh. I can. I can, I can relate. Uh, could you give advice to someone that's on the couch potato level of fitness who just got an air bike, a Schwinn Airdyne? Is there some kind of C25K for this thing? I keep either feeling like <clears throat> I keep either feeling like I'm wasting my time going too slow or gassing out going too quickly. Oh, interesting. Do you know what a Schwinn Airdyne is? I, I imagine it's a stationary bike. Oh, with one of those. those Stationary bark with bark. Stationary bark. It's where your pup doesn't move, but they give a little (laughs) to let you know they're working. Like a little bit, like a little little rustling around somewhere, and they do just a little. (laughs) But not. They don't get up and do anything. Yeah, they're uh, they're listening, but they're not uh, alarmed. (laughs) all the way. Uh, it's stationary bike that has the moving handles. The handles. Yeah. So you're getting a little full body while you're going. Assault okay. bike is the same kind of. Okay. That's another brand for that. So is there some kind of C25K? Couch you know what to that 5K? Means? Couch to 5K. Couch to 5K. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't, I'm not in the bike world. Bike stuff makes me feel trapped. But Yikes. Bikes, yep. yikes for bikes. bikes. Yep. Um, but I would say you could probably even figure out a way to use the Couch to Five K app for something like this, where it's basically just like laying out a a a program that you can follow that makes it a little more challenging every day. And so you could look at like the Couch to Five K as a run. It's like run and walk, and you could do a slow like version of the bike when it says to walk and then a fast version of the bike when it says to run something like that. That's like not reinventing the wheel, if you will. Um, wow. But <laughs> thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, it was great. It was fucking great. <laughs> but just some, like, I, like uh, there, there probably is a bike version of this app. But if you already know that app, might as well just use it. It's tough to say because this is not a, it's not like it's a road bike or a spin bike to where, uh, you know, people are traveling great distances in it. It's not even, it's about that kind of time under tension 
Um, you know, because if it is like, you know, a spin bike, you could do, you could make that similar to a, a long road ride based on, you know, how you adjust the resistance and all that stuff. And so I could see like, oh yeah, that's, you know, five miles. And there's a way that you could probably track your distance on a road bike, but these air, these assault bikes or the airdyne bikes, there's, it's a little bit more time under tension, but I'm with you. I think you could do it, you know, and I'm wondering if there's, I'm trying to think of it, what the metrics are on, you know, the little knob, like if it reads your distance, it probably does. Yeah. The, de- you know, the, uh, the gauge on that probably, if it doesn't do that, you could just look at your time under tension and then just keep trying to, uh, scale that time under tension longer and longer. And then you could also track your heart rate too and mm, yeah. uh, find the kind of zone that you want to be in. So challenge yourself to stay in that zone, whatever you need the most help in and push it out longer and longer. Try to add, you know, two minutes each time you're doing it for a threshold of 30 minutes or however long you ultimately want to be on that thing. Yeah. You know, so if you're say like you're at five minutes now and you want to get to 40 minutes or 30 minutes, whatever, then you keep adding two minutes till you get there. And if you gas out before that, then, you know, scale back. And if it's too easy, then, you know, scale up, maybe get into another heart rate zone. I think yeah. that would probably be, probably be your best bet. Not super, not a super exciting answer, um, but not an it's fine. <laughs> Uh, I think we're kind of, we're kind of in the middle on that, but I'll, mm-hmm. you know, I think you got this thing. There's definitely a way that you can use it and, uh, and good for you for getting it. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Very fun. I like that. So- that sounds more fun to me than a Peloton. At least you get to move your arms and stuff. Well, Peloton, you can lift weights. They have like the, uh, <laughs> oh, the rack in God. the back and you've got like a, <laughs> The dumbbells you can do. No, I don't know why I have this stance against Peloton that I'm just like, you guys suck. (laughs) (laughs) I have have one. I I use it all the time. It's because I hate the bike situation. I do too. I do too. I I truly only got it just because I needed something to do and I can't jog now because my fucking joints are all Mm. fucked up. Yeah, that's (laughs) true. I I, I shouldn't shit on bikes because I might need to use one one day. Uh, Yeah, like I... Even that buffered guy would be like, "You're what about my joints? It's fucked. Um, it's Whoa, twist. Fucked. <laughs> well, thanks. Um, but uh, yeah, so that you know, so you can do some, um, you know, like curls and like uh, presses and jazzercise while you're doing the bike. Yeah, it is fun. Let's see here. Oh, this was oh, another. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say that reminded me, you were talking about the brothers and the voice voiceover stuff. And I, I just found out that Tom Hanks, when he is too busy to do toy story work, his brother does it instead. Yeah. I think that, but also does his ADR stuff too. So yeah, like if he has, crazy? if he has looping, you know, and it's just not important or emotionally pointed stuff, his brother will just loop for him. That shit's what? hard. That's hard though. I mean, what a crazy, like what a crazy life to just be like the voice sometimes of Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. Weird. Okay. Sorry. Anyways. It back is to cool. The- it is weird. I had this guy I knew who, um, he is a successful actor, uh, and real handsome guy. Good guy. 
And he got the job just because of his dimensions to, to stand in for Paul Walker after he died for the fast 10 movie or whichever one it was that he, he didn't finish. They made a big deal that they used his twin brother or something and they didn't that, and they may be for a little bit or to see his face a little, Mm -hmm. but, but his brother's not an actor. So they needed somebody to kind of be there and do all the lines with people and, and, oh my gosh, and that's li- crazy. Light. So he had a similar body and he was a good, he's a good actor. Like he works and shit. I can't think of anything now, but it is like legit stuff you'd heard of, you've heard yeah. of. And he said it was very surreal because this is a hugely successful movie and with a huge budget and he was getting going in his career, hadn't done anything like it. And he got the full first class, first team, number one on the call sheet treatment. But wow. Didn't not in the movie, not it, you know, didn't get any credit or glory or anything. Uh, and so it was just this weird wow. kind of tease. It's like yeah. he went to movie star fantasy camp for God. a couple of months, and then that was that was the end of that. Now get back into your shitty apartment with no air conditioning and no washer and dryer or whatever it is. And make a self-tape and yeah. pray to God you download the file right. Right. <laughs> Gosh, nowadays self tapes, we want 12 pages and just find somebody to read them with you and do the entire script. And it's just like, did anybody watch this? Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Please email me if you watch this because I'm I'm naked in the film. So you you could just tell me if you watched it. That's why I did it. Surprise. Would love even just to got it. Might be nice. (laughs) Yeah. Instead At of, this point, I'm just in a marching band. You know, like I'm just sending you jokes. Like you're not yeah. even watching these, anyways. Uh, yeah, it is to where you agonize over something for days, and then you have no idea if anybody even saw it. I even if they hated it, it would just be nice to know that they hated like, it. Had some emotion <laughs> about that, it. Would that? That would be sad too. Yeah, I would fucking hate that too. <laughs> uh, this was one that came up. Last time I'm reading the same question again, but we're always, we always struggle with this. Uh, Anton squared me any tips, any tips for vegetarian low carb meals and I'll add into that protein like that are higher in protein. And the stuff that we've talked about, uh, is obviously anything that has tofu or soy, like the easy you know, mm-hmm. like that some people are resistant to that stuff or they don't, they have a food intolerance with that or they're, they're trying to cut that. And, uh, we also talked about, uh, the ancient grains, quinoa, those kinds of things, the higher protein grain foods, as well as, uh, beans. Yeah. Which so- I, I don't know how much those qualify as low carb foods. I mean, I think there are good carbs and good protein, but Um, I feel I, I sent like a list to one of my clients about this because that's kind of what we're struggling with is trying to raise protein and lower carbs with a vegetarian and no eggs and no eggs. Yeah. So, um, cause the easy answer is to say fish. (laughs) Yeah. Fish Fish, or, uh, or please just just eat an egg. Just please, yeah. God, just eat an egg. Um, but there, I think there's allergy stuff there too. So we're, jo- and um, we're joking. You can be yes, a vegetarian. Yeah. We will solve this for you. 
But there, I, I also think like if you're a vegetarian, your diet is going to be higher in carbs. So just know that. And, and depending on what your goals are, you're going to have to adjust your workouts. Like you'll have to, if you're eating healthy, but higher carbs, like you just have to account for that in your workouts. It's just how it is. <laughs> it's fine. Okay. I have Greek yogurt, but there's carbs. Uh, and dairy. If they're not, they may not be having dairy. True. Nuts. Nuts. Yeah. We talked about nuts. Nuts is a great one. And the thing that I, the thing that I threw out there, um, and maybe you can mention this to your client was, uh, doing like the, uh, zucchini noodles or spaghetti squash with a pesto, a homemade pesto, because the base for the pesto is nuts. So olive oil, and you can do pesto with pine nuts or walnuts. Mm, And so that's a nut based sauce. Uh, yeah. that can be tasty. And if you're doing it with a veggie, like an alt noodle veggie, that's keeping your carbs low. lower. Yeah. yeah. Um, Satan. Yeah. I don't, I'm not a fan of his. You um, worship him. <laughs> I worship him, but only because I have to, uh, he says, way. the way you say Sat Satan is like how the church lady says it. <laughs> Satan. How to Satan? Yeah, could it be Satan? <laughs> Satan, not um, today, Satan. Um, Spironella. Um, peas. Peas, yeah. Um, 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 that's other than the stuff you've already said. Those were like the the ones I was. What's Spironella? It's more of it's more like a. It's like you put it in like a smoothie. That's oh, the greens? Main. Is that the greens? No, it's like a... Oh, hold on. I can look it up. Is it like an algae thing or something? Yes. Yes. Oh, I think I've always said spirulina. I've been saying it wrong. I, I might be saying it wrong. What did I say? Spironella. <laughs> Spirula. I don't know what I'm talking about. That's how I've always said it. Spir- um, what is it? Biomass of cyanobacteria. That's yeah, I say, say that. spirulina. Spirulina, spirulella yeah. is what I said. Yeah, how does it? Sp- how's it spelled? <laughs> it's spelled like you can suck a dick. <laughs> okay, it's spelled the way you say it, but uh, no one's ever corrected me ever. And I'm I mean, it's one it of those words. It's one of those words that's just like what, like. Turmeric is fucking it crazy. Tumor, like every time I look at turmeric, I find a new R in there. I'm like, fuck, there's another fucking R in turmeric. It's fucking R I can't believe how how long I've just. It's like a word you just like read and you don't say ever, and then you say it out loud and you say it like you're insane. I got busted on this podcast because, and I've I mentioned this before on the show. I was saying epitome is like the like the perfect example of like, this guy is the epitome of, Oh, <laughs> and it's epitome. And yeah, it is. I, I knew, I knew epitome and did use that in sentences as well. I just was seeing epitome and I thought it was just a whole separate word. And this wow, was okay. fucking recent. This was even after my car accident. <laughs> You're after your car accident. I mean, okay. we're talking like some guy like sent me a note and he's just like, Hey, just so you know, it's, epitome and he spelled it out phonetically and I was like, Oh no, this is, uh-huh. this is not good. I thought I'd stumbled on some forgotten word epitome. <laughs> I was like, what a great word epitome. 
the epitome of perfect it, pronunciation. It is a good sounding word. It, it, yeah. It's uh, it's a shame that it's yeah. not being used, you know? I've, I felt like a real dumbass. I mean, there is tons of footage or tons of content of me out there fucking fumbling that one big mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Big time. It's wrong. It's time. Uh, so what are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? You're going to, you're going to change your ways and I will change my ways. I'll call this. What does it say again? Spirulina. But Spirulina. again, I don't know. Spirunella is what I <laughs> Spirunella. Hey, yo, check out that Spirunella. Oh God. That is not even close to what it smelled like. That's so funny. Um, we're, uh, we're going to bring this uh, glorious recording to a close. Some closing words for the measure to manage um, contingency out there. Uh, I'll ramble through a couple because um, I'm springing this on Aaron and uh, I don't want you her give to me have time to think. Gonna, yeah. I want to give you time mm-hmm. to think. Thank I don't you. have anything, but I'm fine exposing myself. <laughs> the moron that I am, but I'll say this. I think that it's, it's a very personal decision and uh you know what goes on between you and the numbers that you're going to you're going to give any credence to or let have any power in your life and i would say if they if they're value added if they enrich and improve uh your exercise and you can look at them as the useful tools they are then then go for it don't you know, don't, don't hide away from that stuff. Just take a look, see, because again, it's like with the, the dumb analogy I gave earlier, it's, it's a road stop. And as somebody that's kind of been up and down and been in shape and out of shape and been doing it a long time and maintained, that's, that's like the best, that's the best thing I could pass on to you from an enlightened, if I am enlightened in any way in this is that it's, it's, it's all part of the journey. And, um, you'll be, you'll be one, you'll be in one stop for a while. And that's, that's part of it. And then kind of getting back into shape again is part of that. And you learn about yourself every time you do it. And Mm -hmm. each time I've improved from it, I'm glad I went through it because it's like, Oh, wow. I'm so glad that I stumbled there or that I missed this part here. And I I've, I've learned so much and things have been, you know, it's more streamlined and simplified because of it. And so, and part of that process is, you know, figuring out some way to kind of create accountability and hold myself, you know, or, or at least just have like uh, f- full clarity on what's happening in a way that's, that's beneficial to me and that I can look at as a tool. If at any point it becomes compulsive or like Aaron said earlier, destructive, then you got to adjust and you got to, you got to come at it from a different angle and you have to know yourself and know what's going to trigger these things. And so, uh, I think use this as a time now to, uh, to get some clarity. And, um, the first step in that may be figuring out which kind of clarity is the healthiest for ye. That was good. Um, what I feel like I'm hearing clients and new clients saying is like, I think we all kind of are finally seeing the light at the end of this tunnel. It feels like we're all getting ready for like the first pool party that we know is like in six weeks and we feel like we have to make up for a year in, Mm. in five and a half. And so I, I, my words of wisdom are 
don't like, don't forget that this has been a year. It has right. been a group trauma. It has been individual. Individuals have struggled through financial problems, like food, alcohol, drugs. Like this has like not been easy. So now it's like, okay, if we can see the light at the end of the tunnel, like let's start peeling back the, the sweatpants, quote unquote, the, you know, let's wipe the cobwebs away. We might get to go outside and enjoy a summer. Let's not try to be Peel what we back were. the sweatpants and wipe <laughs> the cobwebs away. Put it on my tombstone, Stanger. <laughs> tombstone. Okay. Um, you know, I'm eloquent. No, no, no. Uh, was, I liked it. <laughs> um, but yeah, to not beat yourself up, but just to, to, to get the information, look at it as much as you can, like information about your body, like you're going to the doctor or you are trying to just mm -hmm. make it as benign as possible that it is information. And that if you want to change that information, that is possible. Find accountability if this is a struggle for you, find someone that a friend, a trainer, someone that can go this journey with you and just start taking steps. Don't try to lose 30 pounds in a week or two or a month. That's just yeah. not safe or smart. And so just taking it little by little and that helps, it helps to measure because then you can see the little parts too. I love it. Well said. Inch by inch, it's a cinch. Yard by yard, it's hard. Or <laughs> pull back those cobwebs. What the fuck did I say? Peel back the sweatpants <laughs> and, cle and clear out the cobwebs. <laughs> the cobwebs. I liked it. Yeah, I stand by it. Yeah. Uh, dig it. Aaron. Aaron is a certified personal trainer. Uh, and often, often guest co-host of the dumbbells. Where can people find you on social media? Where should they holler at you? Where should they get your stuff? You can find me on Instagram at Aaron McGown, E-R-I-N-M-C-G-O-W-N. I think, I think that's still my name on there. <laughs> All right. I got married and I changed my name, but I don't think I changed it on Instagram. I think on IG, it's still McGown. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta shore up that branding, Aaron. That's right. And then I'm on Twitter too, but I, I, I tweet once, um, a podcast comes out. I, otherwise I have nothing to say. <laughs> I so liked for a while you had a runner of the, the corny acronyms that you would always do. And that always made me laugh. Yeah. The LOL. R-O-F-A-L. Yeah. Yeah. I, I enjoyed that. Um, go back and look at peruse some of Aaron's old content on Twitter. Funny stuff. Funny stuff, guys. It's if you have a question for the dumbbells and yes. it's not something that could fit on social media, maybe it's longer, maybe it's more in depth. Maybe you want to upload multiple photos and vids. Maybe you want to be private. Maybe you're just an email kind of person. You stay off of social media because you're taking phone breaks. You can reach us at ask the dumbbells at gmail.com. We got it. Gmail.com. <laughs> we got it. We got it. And if you want to reach us on social media, yeah, we do participate in the social medias because we're 
those kind of freaks. You can reach us at the dumbbells across all social media platforms. That's at the dumbbells across all social media platforms. It's time to tweet the dumbbells. Do you uh, guys do you guys do a TikTok? No, we got to do it. We haven't. Are you on the talk yet? I, I have. I have a TikTok. I have done one video. Is it, a year, was it a, a dance? A dance yes. video? Did you participate in a challenge? No, I don't know how to do that stuff, but I did do one dance video. Me and Jason did it together at the beginning of the pandemic. Cute. So what, yep. what was the feedback? Positive? People Negative? loved it. People loved it. Um, but I would say people my own age, so you know, mid to late thirties, uh, said, Uh oh, you guys, what are you doing? And then, you know <laughs> Wait, they said, Oh, yeah, Uh-oh. like TikTok. You're like, really TikTok? Uh, but then it like ever then everyone got a TikTok because like people in their thirties found out if you got a TikTok, you could get like a million followers really fast because it yeah. was new. Wow. So then they all got on and I got off because I don't like to do what everyone's doing unless I want to. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, th- this is for therapy. Sorry. Oh, oh, <laughs> uh, well, Hey, you're in the, you're in a safe space. I will judge Thank you. you. Uh, Thank you. but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like to, uh, avoid things and then try to get on them late after yes. it's, it's yeah. too late. <laughs> yeah. For, for sure. That's my vibe. Blew it. And then I'm like mad that I didn't get in early, but I could, I could have, yeah. But I do I, think TikTok is good for exercise stuff. It's, it's fun. How um, long can the uploads be? Two hours, three hours? Uh, yeah. They can be anywhere from three to six hours and you just, what does it's the like best a seminar. long content on there? <laughs> yeah. People love to just watch one thing. Here, here's the problem. And that the reason I asked that in a joking way is because I need, I need a long time. Like I can't get over on anybody in 30 seconds. I need an hour with them. <laughs> I mean, you my need shit an hour and 20, that's yeah, what you need. hour and 20. My <laughs> shit like plays out long. Like I need people <laughs> in there for the long haul. Like there's no way I could do like a little booty dance. Um, and then where I like drop down and then I've got heels on or some shit. It sounds or, like you have a plan and I think you should try this. I mean, as, as long as I can go long, I mean, I'm maybe like a tic-tac-toe guy. Tic, how do they get TikTok? I don't know. I need all of Hickory Dickory and Doc and the mouse running up the clock. How old are you? <laughs> right? A hundred. A hundred. Well, I'm a hundred years time. old. It's, it's time. It's time. Well, it's time. <laughs> I like, if I'm going to do an old voice, I like to subvert it and go high pitch old man. Hi, Aaron. Uh, I'm just trying to understand how TikTok works. It's kind of different than going like, or too like too deep of an old man voice. Oh yeah. That's definitely the scary way to go. How does TikTok work? As as opposed to, I'm just trying to learn how to uh, log on to TikTok. Yeah, that's a sweet old man. That's yeah. the that's the baby Yoda version instead of the scary Empire Strikes Back Yoda. You will be. You, you will, will be. be. Yeah. Watch oh it again. Uh, okay. uh, have your old man sit down with you. Throw on Empire. Uh, watch for the Yoda scene when it goes dark. Uh, <laughs> and on that note, uh, we're going to bid you farewell. 
Aaron, I can't thank you enough for hopping on and co-hosting. Brilliant as per usual. Anytime, literally anytime, I just wait for the dumbbells to call me. It's like a bat signal. Yep. And then you come on and you fight crime and uh, it's good stuff. And feel good about myself for weeks. (laughs) You should. (laughs) You should. On behalf of myself... And Eugene Cordero, wherever he oh, is, Eugene. filming, filming Tacoma, busy, 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 COVID protocols. Things take a long time while he's doing those mm-hmm. long days over there. And our wonderful guest co-host today, Aaron McGowan. We would like to remind everybody that's out there listening that not only is it time, <laughs> but it is also time to train dirty, eat clean, and live in between. That one's, that one I can remember. That's, I got the, I got the in between. I've been in between for about a year and that's why I had to do a episode about being okay with putting weight on. (laughs) (laughs) Signing off. Clementine, leave that in. That was a HeadGum Podcast.